What the fuck is up? Welcome back. My name is Noah Hills. You can find me on Twitter at Noah More Parties. You can find my written work and my running back rankings for Dynasty Leagues, Devi Leagues, and the current 2023 rookie class over at NoahMoreParties.com. And today, I want to talk about what's what's on everybody's mind. Rashad Penny or DeAndre Swift in Philadelphia. Let's get right into it. I think very obviously, very obviously, this situation represents a bit of an upgrade for both of these guys. Uh, Last season, the Philadelphia offense was second in points, second in yards, uh, 12th in yards per carry, fifth in total rushing yards, second in rushing first downs, first in rushing touchdowns by eight over the second place Cowboys, uh, first in rush DVOA uh, with more than double the rush DVOA of the fourth place Cincinnati Bengals, first in EPA per rush, expected points added per rush attempt by almost double, or more than double, excuse me, over the second place Baltimore Ravens. Their EPA per rush was more than the EPA per dropback, even though league-wide we all know passing is more efficient than running. The Philadelphia Eagles averaged more EPA per rushing attempt last season than all but nine offenses averaged per dropback. So that is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, their success rate per rush was 50.7%. That's the f- the, the number one mark in the league. They were the only team in the league with a mark above 50%. So they were the only team in the league that succeeded more often than they failed when running the ball. They had a third ranked run blocking offensive line, according to PFF and according to football outsiders metrics, like adjusted line yards, they were sixth power success rate. They were seventh stuffed rate. They had the seventh lowest stuff rate in the league. Like they, they're just a ridiculously good Offensive line, like three pro bowlers, two first team all pros, four returning starters, including those three pro bowlers and those two all or first team all pros from that offensive line. This is a ridiculously juicy situation for any running back. And Miles Sanders last season, who we know to be a talented player, his first few years in the league, he was like fairly up and down, um, struggled with some inconsistencies. But last year, he had more points per game, more PPR points per game from rushing alone. So if Miles Sanders hadn't caught a single pass last season, he had more PPR points per game from rushing alone than David Montgomery, Antonio Gibson, Javante Williams, J.K. Dobbins, and Tyler Algier had total. So all those guys are allowed to catch passes also. Miles Sanders did more than them just by running the ball. He had more points per game from running the ball than anybody in the league, but Josh Jacobs, Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, and Jamal Williams, who experienced historic volume and historic efficiency near the goal line. Miles Sanders is now gone. There's now 200 touches plus up for grabs in this offense. We've got Kenny Gainwell, uh, Trey Sermon's on the team. Kennedy Brooks is somewhere on the practice squad. Boston Scott's hanging around somewhere. But we also have DeAndre Swift, and we also have Rashad Penny on this team. Let's talk about Rashad Penny first. Outside of a an 11-carry 2020 season, uh, he's never had a box-adjusted efficiency rating in his career below the 68th percentile. He's been one of the most efficient running backs on a per-carry basis. Yeah, I know, he's, I know he's hurt all the time. I know he really has never played a full season, blah, blah, blah. But on a per-carry basis, the dude is absolutely elite. Like I said, box-adjusted efficiency rating, which essentially measures per-carry efficiency, but without the caveats of like, well, yeah, that guy played on a good team, so blah, blah, blah. Or, well, yeah, he was inefficient, but he played on a bad team. Or, yeah, he was efficient, but like he he just plays on third downs against light boxes. Like, remove those those caveats or 
rather account for those caveats and then spit out a number that tells you how efficient a guy was in the context of them, Rashad Penny has never been below the 68th percentile on a per carry basis from an efficiency standpoint other than the 2020 season when he had just 11 carries. Uh, in 2021, his 172% box-adjusted efficiency rating means that the average carry for Rashad Penny, given the box counts that he was seeing, was worth 72% more than the average carry for all other collective running backs on the Seattle Seahawks in that season. Like, j just think about what that means. That's ridiculous. If everybody else on the team averaged five yards per carry, what is 172% of five? That's, I don't know, that's like more than eight. <laughs> that's, it, that's stupid. It's, it's ridiculously good, ridiculously efficient. That's in the 99th percentile and is the number four mark in the last six years. What, going back to 2016, the fourth highest mark among all running backs with at least 100 carries in a season in that time frame behind only rookie Kareem Hunt, who we know was awesome. And 2018 Ezekiel Elliott, who was still awesome back then. And 2016 Carlos Hyde, who was pretty good back then for a very fleeting moment. So that was really impressive in 2021. Also, again, above the 68th percentile in all those other years. Last season, 142% box adjusted efficiency rating. You can do the mental math in your head about how good that is. Uh, but it was fourth among backs with 50 plus carries last season behind only Damian Pierce, Khalil Herbert, and Brees Hall, guys we know to be stud ball carriers in the NFL. He he, he has a little bit of a reputation as like, a, uh, we, know, we know that Rashad Penny is an explosive big play runner. Sometimes he's not the most consistent runner on a down-to-down -down basis, but he hasn't been prohibitively boom bust since his rookie season. His rookie season, he had a negative 12% relative success rate, which is absolutely terrible, succeeding on 12% fewer of his attempts than the other guys in Seattle. That was very bad, but since then, 2%, greater than the other guys in Seattle, uh, then the 2020 season when he barely touched the ball, then slightly uh, negative in 2021, and then last season, 4.3% relative success rate. That's pretty damn good. 71st percentile. So last season, he finally really put it together. Well, he did in 2019 as well, but last season was really good, put it together as an explosive, efficient runner on a per carry basis, also churning out positive outcomes at a really high rate relative to what other guys operating in the same offensive environment as he were doing. So Rashad Penny, like Rashad Penny's a really good running back when he's healthy. He just have he just hasn't been healthy much. DeAndre Swift also has this reputation for being a serial run bouncer, uh, no vision, uh, you know, turning down, uh, you know, bailing on structure all the time, making bad decisions, things like that. But the on-field results have really only matched that reputation in one of his three seasons so far. In 2021, he was absolutely terrible. 97.5% box-adjusted efficiency rating, so slightly less efficient than the other guys uh, with the Lions that year, but negative 12.8% relative success rate. That is abysmally bad. Ninth percentile relative success rate that season. But in 2020, his relative success rate was 10.8% higher than the other guys in Detroit. That's in the 91st percentile last season, 4.4% higher than the other guys in Detroit. That's a 72nd percentile mark. So other than this, you know, th this terrible 2021 season, his reputation as this completely unreliable, frustrating decision maker doesn't really match the on-field results. Like, they just don't reflect what his reputation says about him. And I wonder if, if some of that reputation comes from vividness bias. Like, when you're, when you're as bad as he was in 2021, like, you just lose the benefit of the doubt. Those frustrating decisions, 
uh, negative plays. Just stick with coaches, stick with fans. But even like, so these, you know, box adjusted efficiency rating, relative success rate, things like that. These are metrics that I created that I like to look at. I understand that they're not infallible. Team relative efficiency metrics are not the end-all be-all. Set those aside for a second and look at some of the, you know, kind of like more inherent to him metrics over at playerprofiler.com from last season. True yards per carry, which removes the impact from long runs. Anything above 10 yards on a given run is like it never happened. He was eighth in the league in true yards per carry last year. Juke rate, which is like kind of like missed tackles forced per attempt at PFF. 16th in the league last year. Uh, yards created, second in the league on a per-touch basis last year. Like, he was a good, effective running back on a per-carry basis last season. It's just difficult to regain the trust of a coaching staff. Like, he was not going to regain Dan Campbell's trust last year. That's obvious. Like, his his volume got scaled back. He had 11.6 carries per game in 2021, 64% route participation in 2021, uh, 7.1 carries per game in 2022, despite playing better and 46.3% route participation in 2022, again, despite playing better on the ground. Like, he just lost himself playing time by playing poorly in 2021, even though he came back and was better in 2022. He also has not been trusted, like, at the goal line, in short yard situations, like obvious running downs during his time in Detroit. The average box count that he's seen during his time in Detroit has been 0.29 defenders lighter than what other Lions running backs have faced, like, collectively on average. That's in the 17th percentile. So very light boxes relative to what other guys in the team have been seeing, which indicates that he's just not being put on the field, not being, you know, allowed to carry the ball in situations where defenses are packing the box very often. But in situations where there's like three or fewer yards to go or against eight or nine man boxes, like heavy defensive fronts in short yardage situations. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. His success rate on those carries in his career has been virtually the same as other lines running backs, actually 0.2% higher than the collective success rate in those situations for other lines running backs, and 6.8% higher than the league average in those situations. He's been an above average short yardage runner during his career. I'm not trying to make some sort of like hipster take like DeAndre Swift is not actually a run bouncer. He doesn't actually make frustrating decisions, blah, blah, blah. Like that's, that's not my take. My take is just that I think his, repu- his, his reputation has jumped the shark a little bit. Uh, he's become a little bit underrated in some of those areas. He's kind of like your friend who like has a reputation for farting all the time, even though he doesn't actually fart all the time anymore. Like maybe, maybe like, I don't know, like in high school, dude was like ripping ass every day, like every time you hung out with him and it was awful. It smelled bad. It was just bad. 
And then now you're like four or five years removed. He doesn't really do that anymore, but like a couple times a year, he'll like have a bad fart. And so he still has this reputation as the dude who farts all the time, even though that's like, he's not actually farting any more often than anybody else is. That's kind of like DeAndre Swift and bouncing runs. But regardless, I think DeAndre Swift is not being brought into Philadelphia to be like their steady, reliable two-down runner, their short yardage and goal line back. Jalen Hurts led the Eagles in short yardage carries last season. The tush push is still legal. They converted 90.5% of them last season. Hurts is probably still going to be the go-to guy in short yardage for the Eagles. There's no reason for them to move away from him. And then all the scraps are going to go to Rashad Penny. He's bigger. He's more powerful. He has a a cleaner reputation in that area than DeAndre Swift has, despite, I might add, having a lower success rate in his career in those situations than DeAndre Swift has. But in general, I also think that this kind of the situational improvement, the schematic fit for Rashad Penny in this offense is greater than it is for DeAndre Swift. If you look at the kind of runs that Rashad Penny has like handled during his time throughout his career in Seattle, 72% of them have come on zone concepts, whether that's split zone, outside zone, inside zone, whatever. Zone concept runs have made up 72% of his total attempts, and he's been good on those. He's averaged 0.48 yards per carry, greater than the other Seattle running backs on those specific types of runs, on zone runs. That's in the 71st percentile. So Rashad Penny is a good zone runner. On gap runs that have represented 28% of his career total carries, he's averaged 3.27 yards per carry, greater than the other backs in Seattle on gap runs. That is an absolutely stupid number. It's obviously in the 99th percentile. He's averaged 7.8 yards per carry on gap runs in his career. Ridiculous. Like that's, he's like Jim Brown. Like that's absolutely stupid. 7.8 yards per carry on gap runs. DeAndre Swift during his time in Detroit has also had a zone heavy system, but only 57% zone. And he's also been good on zone runs. 0.53 yards per carry greater than other lines running backs during his career on zone runs. That's in the 73rd percentile, a little bit better than Penny, you know, a 0.05 difference is probably noise, but they're like relatively equivalent zone runners given the situations they've been in. On gap runs, DeAndre Swift has averaged 0.11 yards per carry greater than other Lions running backs collectively on gap runs. That's solid, 56th percentile, but it's not 3.27 and it's worse than he's been on zone. And the Eagles and the Nick Sirianni offense also lean zone heavy but not to nearly as extreme a degree as what Penny had in Seattle. Last season, the Eagles running backs' collective carries were 55% zone, which is essentially the same as what DeAndre Swift has has handled uh, throughout his career uh, in Detroit. They've been 63% zone heavy in the last two years with Nick Sirianni, and during Nick Sirianni's time as the offensive coordinator with Frank Reich calling plays in Indianapolis from, what was it, 2018 to 2020, I believe, they were 58% zone. So right there in like the 55 to 65-ish percent zone range, much closer to what DeAndre Swift has seen in Detroit and a scaled back amount of zone from what Rashad Penny has seen in Seattle. So Penny's going to get to run more gap concepts this year probably than what he's seen in his career. And given his like performance on gap runs so far, that should be a good thing. Like he's been awesome He's been good on zone. He's been incredible on gap. He's still going to have a, a, you know, a heavy diet of zone runs where he's, again, good. 
but more gap runs as a portion of his total, like, total carries probably means good things for Rashad Penny, and it's, you know, sort of a wash there for DeAndre Swift. And also for Swift, unlike Penny, much of Swift's value in real life and in fantasy football comes from his ability as a pass catcher, where he's been good so far in his career. But he now leaves an offense where he was being, you know, led by Jared Goff, where Jared Goff on, like, basic check down, dump off type routes, you know, swing passes, throws to the flat, uh, things like that. Jared Goff was targeting running backs on a per route basis 21% more often than like the league wide average. That's, that's a lot. That's what every, every five attempts he's targeting running backs one more time than guys league wide. That's, that's a significant difference. And on advanced routes, like, you know, angle routes, wheel routes, things that are like actually down the field, the types of routes that DeAndre Swift is good at running, Jared Goff was targeting running backs 42% more often than the league wide average. That's, that's a massive disparity. So on a given set of five routes, Jared Goff is targeting running backs on two more of them than league-wide averages. That's that's a big difference. And so now DeAndre Swift goes from that situation to Jalen Hurts, who has targeted running backs on basic check-down, dump-off type plays 16% less often than the league-wide average on a per-route basis. And on advanced routes, like angle routes, wheel routes, things like that, downfield against actual coverage, 5.6% less often than league-wide averages. So th- these are massive shifts in quarterback tendencies. Uh, Jalen Hurts also had a scramble rate on a per dropback basis that was nearly double the league average last year. He is a scrambling quarterback who doesn't often check down to running backs, whereas DeAndre Swift has been playing with a, obviously a non-scrambler in Jared Goff, who has been checking down to running backs like his life depended on it in the last couple seasons. So that hurts DeAndre Swift's prospects Um, as a high-volume receiver in this offense. But all that said, I think I like both of these guys at cost in Dynasty. I know that it's, like, the easiest thing in the world, you know, in the offseason, especially while he's healthy, to say that you're in on Rashad Penny, but I'm in on Rashad Penny, and he's the RB44 right now over at Keep Trade Cut, in the same range as guys like Alexander Madison, Damian Harris, Antonio Gibson, Tyler Algier, Tank Bigsby, Elijah Mitchell, Kenny Gainwell, who's what, maybe the RB3 on this team, uh, Devin Singletary, Jalen Warren, Deontay Foreman, a bunch of non-starting running backs. Rashad Penny might be the starting running back on this team, and you're not losing, you're not taking on much risk by drafting him in the same range as those guys, even if you think he's going to get injured this season. DeAndre Swift is the RB17 in Dynasty right now, in the same range as guys like J.K. Dobbins, Derrick Henry, uh, Rashad White, Isaiah Pacheco, Miles Sanders, Zach Charbonnet. So you're, you're giving up a little bit more there. I actually have him at RB19 in my own rankings. But Miles Sanders is a guy who just had a career year on this, essentially the same Eagles offense, after having some of the same problems as a runner that Swift has had so far in his career as a run bouncer with questionable, you know, questionable vision, questionable decision-making, athletic, but not like super technically refined, Miles Sanders is this, you know, roughly the same sort of runner that DeAndre Swift has been, and he just had a dominant season behind this offensive line. Would anybody be surprised if Rashad Penny gets hurt in week six and then DeAndre Swift turns in a Miles Sanders finish to the season and then jumps back into like the top 10 dynasty running backs as a still 25-year-old player next summer? I don't think so. I wouldn't be shocked if that happened. So my approach to this to this backfield in Dynasty right now is I am buying Rashad Penny almost no matter what. Like, he's the RB44, one of the best running backs on a per-carry basis in the entire league. If he stays healthy 
he smashes. Like, he, he could be a 1,000-yard rusher. Even if he doesn't, you got, what, a couple of 100-yard games, maybe? And then you, you didn't lose much after he gets hurt anyway. But I'm also sleeping like a baby, taking shots on DeAndre Swift at his current price in Dynasty. And he was RB16 like three days ago. So it's, you know, by the time this video comes out, maybe he's the RB18 or 19, and the price continues to fall as people kind of, you know, the price drops after the initial overreaction to the trade. But I like both of these guys in Dynasty. Thanks for uh, watching the video. Hit like, hit subscribe, follow me on Twitter, check out nomoreparties.com, and see you on Wednesday. Peace. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.